Welcome to the Marketing Science Podcast, the podcast for sales and marketing professionals working within science, engineering, and healthcare. My name is Danny Lazel, your co-host for season three. This week's guest is Lena Lotta Langraf. Lena is a digital marketing specialist and is going to be talking to us today about techniques for building a personal brand on social media. I started this week's episode off by asking Lena, what is the point of building a personal brand? building a personal brand is all about making yourself visible to your target audience. It's basically becoming the person that people think about when they have a specific issue that they need to solve. And I always like to say that you're basically like paving the road before you even need to get to your destination, whether your destination is a new client or a new job or another opportunity that you want to pursue. Uh, Building a personal brand will help you get to that destination in the long term. So reaching out to new clients, building your professional career in terms of being visible to recruiters and other things like that. What are the other benefits of, of having a personal brand for you? Well, the, looking at it the opposite way, the opportunity loss of not having done anything on, on LinkedIn or on Twitter. For me personally, it's been a huge learning curve since I started building my personal brand because I follow different people from my from the topics that I'm interested about. And I think that's definitely one of the huge benefits that you learn so much also from your target audiences. Um, You get to know your audience through the way you interact with them on social media. Um, You become visible internally and externally. Um, So my company is huge. We have 20,000 people in our company. And some people that never heard my name before suddenly know who I am just because I started being active on LinkedIn. And obviously, social media is supposed to be social, and it's all about building relationships. So that's definitely a huge benefit there that you get to nurture those relationships and get to know other people. And basically, positioning yourself as an expert in the field, that's also Uh, one of the benefits I would say. And the opportunity lost is basically if you don't do it, your competitor might do it. And then people will go to your competitor just because they are the one um, putting in the effort on social media and they're the ones visible and in front of your target audience instead of you. Yeah, absolutely. So when you got started, Lena, were you inspired by some of those people that you follow? Um, What were your aims? Did you have a plan in mind or did you sort of let me just throw a bit of content out there and see what happens. Did you have any plan involved? This was a huge process, to be honest. I joined LinkedIn in like 2016 when I started my studies. And I started building my network already then. But I was back then, I was not a content creator. I started following people in the marketing department and people working on like videos and social media and graphic design um, when I started my full-time job last year in March. And back then there were amazing content creators that I started to follow and I started to post really sporadically, um, maybe like once every couple of weeks, one post, and there was no intention behind it. And then some people actually did inspire me. So, So many people were talking about personal branding And then in the beginning of this year, it was no New Year's resolution or anything, but I decided to 
start posting two to four times a week and just see what happens from there. And I didn't have like a set plan. My main goal was just to like build a network and learn from others, like I said. And I didn't like sit down and map out a strategy or anything, but I did make a conscious decision to post consistently and learn as much as I can and switch non-value adding time of my life and dedicate that to LinkedIn. Okay, nice. I think when you were describing the early days of you on LinkedIn, that's probably going to resonate with a lot of people who maybe sporadically put out a bit of content. Maybe it's just sharing the company blog or something every sort of three weeks and they'll get frustrated by the sort of the lack of reach, the lack of results, the lack of building relationships. How did you go about, as well as posting the content and creating the content, how did you go about building relationships with with people that you wanted to have relationships with? I basically treat every single connection on LinkedIn like it's the most important connection on LinkedIn. I take time to get to know the people. Obviously, that doesn't always work every single time. But just to give you an example, when I send out connection requests, I always send a personalized message with that connection request. Once people accept my connection request or I accept theirs, I send them a voice note or a personalized message just to welcome them to my network, let them know what I am about and ask them questions about themselves, about them. And um, that's basically how I built my network on LinkedIn. And that's, uh, that's what's worked for me, definitely. And have you coordinated that with your with your company's social media plan? Or is this very much a journey that you're you're going on yourself and that your company will indirectly benefit because you're representing them in a way just by being on LinkedIn? Starting on LinkedIn was not a decision that was taken by my company or anything. I keep that kind of separate. I am responsible for my company's social media posts in the German market. So I do that, but I do also do my own LinkedIn um, LinkedIn posts and LinkedIn content for my own profile. And obviously, my company will benefit from it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes people get blurry lines between whether or not LinkedIn's for them or for their company. There's no reason why it can't be for both if you have yeah. some ideas. But fundamentally, it's your LinkedIn page, isn't it? So the content you're putting out has to represent what you what you think and your values and what it is that you're interested in. A hundred percent. I'm completely convinced that your LinkedIn profile is your LinkedIn profile and you have the right to choose what to do on that LinkedIn profile. Obviously, you can use your LinkedIn profile to help you at work. You can use Sales Navigator and contact leads. You can post something about your company and that's going to benefit your company as well. But lastly, that should remain your your decision. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned a bit earlier on about you, you're working for a company with 20,000 people. And since you started on this journey, yeah. um, people you'd never heard of before all of a sudden had heard of you and knew about you. So how did your company react when you when you started out? That's such an interesting question because it seems like it's such an obvious question, but you're actually the first one to ask me this question. Um, yeah, I would say generally it was a hugely positive response. Like I said, I gained so much visibility. Um, I've basically become the go-to person, at least in my like German speaking 
um, area that people turn to if they have a question about social media, LinkedIn or social selling, or even sales navigator, sales navigator. Although I'm not an expert in sales navigator, to be honest. And it's definitely a talking point with almost every person that I talk to at my company. And yeah, basically because I learned so much on LinkedIn and about like the new trends um, on LinkedIn and social media in general, I do share that internally as well. And the response has been really, really great because then the others will learn from what I have learned on, on LinkedIn as well. And yeah, like I said, I met a lot of new colleagues. I've had a lot of like one-on-one -on -one discussions with um, new new colleagues that I didn't know. And I even had a one-on-one -on -one with our managing director from our Eurocentral region, which was awesome. Shout out to Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had that because of a post on LinkedIn that he commented on. Oh, nice. The, the reason I asked that question is because I'd imagine the number of people listening who have thought about getting more active on social, uh, particularly on LinkedIn, would be maybe have some concern that they might have a cautious director that was perhaps concerned about how their team members were using LinkedIn. What would you say to, to sort of get in, get in front of any concerns that maybe senior management might have? I would basically ask them whether they trust their colleagues to go to customer meetings by themselves or not. And if the answer is yes, which it probably will be, then why don't you trust them to speak out about your company on social media? I Is it really that different? When you're at a customer, you trust that they don't say anything that's confidential or that's going to harm your company. And it's the same on social media. Why don't companies trust their, trust their colleagues? Obviously, you can always play the safe version and like create some kind of guidelines or like a social media playbook if you want to make it more like educational and not top down saying what you can and cannot do. So I don't think there's really any reason for any company to say that people shouldn't be posting on LinkedIn. Hmm. I like that answer. And um, so let's talk about your process, your sort of creative process, what you've tried out, what's worked for you, what hasn't. How? Let's start with how do you find time to create the content and engage with your network? You talked about the audio notes um, with with each individual connection. That sounds like it might must take up a lot of your time. So how do you streamline that process? Yeah, like I said, I basically switched non-value adding time to time on LinkedIn. And I actively take time from my day to be active on LinkedIn. But basically, I, I deleted Facebook and some of my Instagram accounts because I had many um, when I made that conscious decision to be more active on LinkedIn. So that's one thing. Then I do voice notes, for example, when I'm walking my dog, Kala. Um, which is which is a great. That's why I love voice notes because I can do them while I'm walking, and they're more personal. So uh, it's a win-win. And I've definitely gone from basically watching Netflix more to almost not being on Netflix anymore and creating content in that time. I use like waiting at the doctor or waiting for a bus or time in the train to reply to comments and stuff like that. And basically LinkedIn has become part of my daily routine. And once you get into that, then 
it gets easier and you get faster over time. So like with anything, form a habit, stick to the habit, and then eventually it'll just become part of your part of your day. Quite like going to the gym, although maybe that's not quite as easy for, for me anyway. Um, <laughs> it actually has gotten more difficult since the lockdown has um, been lifted because now you have time for so many more things. So I'm going to have to reprioritize uh, once again. <laughs> so did lockdown, did you think that had a positive impact on on the on this sort of setting out on this journey because you had all this extra time? Was that part of it? For sure. That was a big factor. I am big on human to human interactions. That was taken away from us for one and a half years. My whole full time job life, I've been in the office for two weeks and then we went into lockdown. So I basically created my own human to human experience (laughs) by being active on LinkedIn. Oh, nice. And before before we start the call, we were talking about social snippets and video snippets and things that work well what other type of content have you found that works well for you it really depends on the topic to be honest i don't think there's one type of format that works super super well just because of the format that being said i think my videos that i create are doing really really well and i've done i think like six carousels that I put like a lot of time and effort into and those usually do really well as well but I don't think there's like a general answer there everybody has to uh, find what works for them but also I'm convinced that using different kinds of media types is the way to go because that makes that your audience like you keep your audience interested through that Anything that you've tested that you found didn't work at all or you wouldn't spend any time on going forward or less time anyway? To be honest, not yet. I've been really hesitant with polls. Um, mm. <laughs> but Nobody else has. Because there's, so, <laughs> there's so many polls out there that are really um, unnecessary and I find them really annoying. But I really like polls if they're really good. So I really put a lot of thought into what I, what kind of polls I would do. Um, so I've been more hesitant that way. But otherwise, I think every kind of content format has its pros and cons. So um, what about tips for building a network? You mentioned earlier on about being as personal with people as possible. So the voice notes is a nice touch uh, and building those relationships. What else do you do to to build to build your network? So when it comes to building a network, how I started is I basically sent a connection request to every person that I already know. But my tip is to also connect with people that you don't know personally. That's been a life changer for me because I've learned like I've learned so much from people that I didn't know and I've gotten to know so many nice people and honestly I've made friends from LinkedIn just because I met them online. Just last week, I was in Helsinki in Finland and I met one of my LinkedIn connections. And now I would call her a friend because we've been in contact so often. And now I met her dog and her daughter. So um, that's really cool. And how I do this is basically you have that search bar. And if you are interested, let's say you're interested in SEO, then you put in the keyword SEO or SEO specialist or whatever you want to, whoever you want to connect with. And then you can see all the people who have that 
type of job description in um, in their headline or on their profile. And then you can just look at the different profiles and see who you would want to connect with. Remember to um, put out personalized connection requests. And um, that's basically how I grew my network. But to be honest, since I started creating content, I have sent out less and less connection requests myself because I get so many <laughs> because uh, my profile gets uh, gets so visible. And um, yeah, I'm really conscious with um, with sending out connection requests nowadays because I'm big on basically keeping in touch with my existing ones. Because if you get into that phase where you have so many contacts, you can't keep up with all of them. I wouldn't really feel happy about that because I'd rather have like, m like less people that I am really in um, constant contact with and who I have like Zoom meetings with and who I can like send a quick note to um, asking like how they're doing. So that's basically um, my approach nowadays. And I think it didn't take long that I switched my main call to action button on my LinkedIn profile to follow first. I think that was like within a month of starting to create content on LinkedIn. Yeah. So what you're saying is having a smaller audience that you can actually engage with and you can actually have relationships with is going to be more effective than having a huge audience that you can't possibly keep up with with them on a one-to-one -one individual basis that's my personal preference yeah i would say from the time before i consciously made these decisions on linkedin there's some people in my network that i don't know and i've never talked to them before because i just sent out a connection request and then we were connected but i don't think that's really the point of having a connection on linkedin having a connection on LinkedIn is supposed to be uh, going both ways and you guys having interactions with each other. And I think with almost everybody that I've connected with ever since, I've at least had one point of connection with them because I always send that um, welcome voice note. I don't always get a response, which is a bummer, but um, <laughs> then there's nothing I can do about it. So, but I've, it, it's been a great door opener to always send out those personalized messages. And um, yeah, people have the response there has been really great. Yeah, I mean, it, it surprised me when we first connected because you sent a voice note. And that's like a, a pretty impressive thing and something I hadn't really experienced from many people before. So that already made you stand out from most people you connect, well, at least I connected with anyway. What it, so that first impression is obviously great. How important is it to make a, a good first impression when you're when you're connecting with people? We all get the the sort of sales pitch as soon as we've accepted a connection request from someone. It pops up and it's like, "Do you want to have a meeting next week?" It's like, "No, I've never met you." How about you tell me a little bit about yourself and your business first? I presume you're not a fan of that approach. I haven't gotten many of them, believe it or not. It's probably because I'm really conscious about who I connect with. But that being said, I think that's the one of the most wrong ways to use a connection, a new one, to send a cold sales pitch right away. Yeah, when it comes to doing a great first impression, I read in a research that it takes literally seven seconds for somebody to get an impression of you. So you better make those seven seconds count, whether it's 
pimping up your profile and adding in all of those um, sections and putting all of the information in there, or there's this great, well, not new-ish feature um, called Cover Story, which you where you can add 30-second video on your profile picture, which I think is really, really awesome and a great way to show some of your personality. And um, just basically the first touch point with a person should be a positive one, whether it's in a comment or in a direct message or the person visiting your profile. Yeah. And um, Lena, you, you mentioned earlier on about your, your inspiration and the stuff people you follow and yeah. that help you to learn about new things. Are there any marketers that you follow for inspiration that you want to give a shout out to or any resources, books you'd recommend to the listeners if they wanted to learn more? Um, about building personal brands? Sure, I have a ton. So if you <laughs> have a specific type of marketing that you want to get into, feel free to reach out. I can I can most, uh, most probably guide you to somebody, um, but I'll just give some, some shout outs here. Um, I don't know if you know the Marketing Meetup by Joe Glover. But that's like a super great community that I've learned so much from. And they have uh, amazing webinars. I'm actually in their intro video. So um, go find me there and some of my great dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that video, by the way. I've seen that video loads of times. So it is a good, a really good um, community. And the, the speakers they have on are really, really awesome. So I'd highly recommend that one as well. For sure. Joe's just a really amazing guy. So go check that out and the video. <laughs> and one of my um, favorite accounts to follow is actually a graphic designer because although I'm not good at graphic design, I love following people who are really good at graphic design. And his name is Dave Officer. And when it comes to videography, I can really um, recommend um, Oyinkro Kagbala and Kevin Perry. And one person who is a LinkedIn legend in my eyes, and I have featured him in so many of my posts, and he has actually featured me a couple of times. Um, he's, his name is John Asperian, and his book, Content DNA, is actually a really, really great book that I can recommend. Then actually, one shout out to my LinkedIn friend. Her name is Sarah Stella Latencio, and she has started to create really, really great carousels um, all around the topics of marketing and marketing trends and and current campaigns. And she's grown so much on LinkedIn in the recent months. So, yeah, go follow her. Nice. We'll uh, we'll share Lena's link and and the people she's just mentioned in the in the podcast notes. So if anyone's listening wants to find out more, you can go. Go find there, find out, uh, find out all about them. Lena, one last question before we finish, and it's something that I hear all the time from people who are a little bit cautious about getting started on social media in general, uh, particularly on LinkedIn. And they say people won't be interested in what I have to say. How would you respond to a colleague that told you that, or somebody you're working with? What would your your response be? Honestly, I would say I think we all have stories, learnings knowledge to share and that is worth sharing and something that I always like to say is something that seems obvious to you might not be obvious to somebody else and I was lying when I said that was the last question because I have one follow-up on that <laughs> and when so yeah that's a common 
a common issue we hear. We also hear a lot about um, people writing stuff or creating stuff and not having the confidence to actually post it. If somebody is sort of concerned about the response they'll get or worried they won't get any response at all, how would you respond to them? I would say practice makes progress. And with every post that you put out there, you basically learn from that post because your audience will give you uh, the, the feedback that you need to know. And also, I would say everybody has to start somewhere. Like, don't compare your step one with somebody's step 3,531. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, Lena, it's been awesome. It's been great having you on. Loads of really interesting stuff there. Thank you very much for, for taking the time and for sharing your knowledge with the audience today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. A big thanks to Lena for sharing her time and expertise with us all today. If you've enjoyed listening, then please think about leaving a review on your podcast provider share this episode on social media or with a colleague you think will enjoy it. If you'd like to learn more information about how to run your own podcast, then visit azonetwork.com forward slash podcasts. I'll be back next Monday with another great guest for the marketing science community. We hope you can join us then. And until next time, take care and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.